Hi, my name is Steve Dozer and I'm our Community Relations Director for College Community Schools and I'd like to welcome you to our third season of our Prairie Conversations podcast. Uh, I believe uh, today we're going to talk about our therapy dogs and I believe our first dog was a black lab named Jade who was at Prairie Edge I'd say around 2012. Uh, today we're going to talk about therapy dogs and the role that they play in our schools. Um, I am extremely pleased to welcome and introduce Jen Nura, who is our school counselor at Prairie View Elementary and has a therapy dog named Aspen. So, Jen, welcome and uh, glad you can join the show. Thanks, Steve. Um, first of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, your career, your current position at Prairie View. Sure. I started at College Community in 96, so this is the only place I've ever worked. Um, I started as a special education teacher and then taught first grade, went back to school, got my master's degree, um, and then became a school counselor. And most of my years, I taught a few years at Prairie Crest, um, but then almost all of my years have been at Prairie View. And Aspen is my second therapy dog that I've had. So for about 18 years uh, or, or so, I've had uh, a dog with me. Okay, and what was the first dog you had at Prairie View? My first dog was Marley. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I loved Marley too. Uh -huh. so. um, well, let's get some specifics. I guess, how many therapy dogs do we currently have? And right now, uh, where does each dog spend most of their time? Right, so my dog, Aspen, is a yellow lab and she works with me at Prairie View. And then we have a total of six dogs on campus. We have three yellow labs like Aspen. Um, Leah, who's at Hill, and then we have Faith at Ridge. Then there's two Labradoodles. Uh, Lucky is at Crest, and Bailey is at Edge. Then one of our newest dogs is Cedric, who's at Heights, and Cedric, I haven't even gotten to meet Cedric yet, but Cedric is a Newfoundland Golden Retriever mix. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, so what is the process, I guess, Jen, uh, to obtain a therapy dog, and, and, and on the other side, how are they funded? Right. So. Um, to begin the process, it's really just a staff member who's interested, and then um, and then you work with your principal, decide if it's a good fit for your building, you get board approval, and then you have to submit an application. All of our dogs currently are through CARES, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but CARES is a nonprofit organization, and they have a two to three year waiting list, and so while you are on the waiting list, you're then looking for funding. Currently, the dogs cost about $3,000, um, and that price doesn't include the year of, or the week of training that you have to pay for lodging and travel expenses to stay in Kansas for a week while you're doing the training. Um, different handlers have handled um, the expenses in different ways. We've been, both of my dogs have been majority funded through the Greater Cedar Rapids Foundation, which has been wonderful. And I know several of our other dogs have been funded that way, but we also receive assistance from our PTOs, um, the Prairie School Foundation, I believe the Rotary Club, and some other local nonprofits have supported our endeavors with therapy dogs. Um, I guess, you know, you talk about CARES, what kind of training and uh, is there for CARES and then ongoing trainings do mm -hmm. our, our therapy dogs receive? Sure, so currently all our dogs are trained by the CARES organization. CARES is an abbreviation for Canine Assistance Rehabilitation Education and Services. Like I said, they're a nonprofit. They're operated out of Concordia, Kansas. Um, 
the puppies pass some preliminary screenings like temperament testing and health checks and then they go into a foster program where they're taken into homes um, and the dogs go with the their foster parents or parent um, and are socialized in all aspects of public and private life then they also most of the dogs also receive some additional training at um, one of the correctional facilities in Kansas, there's a couple of them that work with CARES and have these special pro programs where the inmates can earn the opportunity to train a dog. Um, it's just a really wonderful experience. I, when I was received Aspen, I got to visit one of the correctional facilities and meet some of the handlers that do the training. It, it's just a really, really great opportunity for them and for, and for the dogs. Um, after they've had that training, that training lasts about a year. So the dogs are then placed with their handlers and CARES does a really good job of matching specific dogs with the handler they're gonna be placed with. CARES trains dogs for lots of different jobs. School therapy dogs are just one small part of it. Um, during the week that we go to Concordia, from the moment we are matched with our dog through the whole entire week, our dog is at our side every single moment. <laughs> and so it's really, um, it's really a great learning experience and bonding relationship. Um, it's great to work with the other people who are there at Concordia at the same time. And a lot of lifelong friendships are made during that time too. But we receive kind of group training, one-on-one -on -one training, and it's pretty intensive that whole week. And then we have to pass a test together at the end of the week called the public access test. From there, um, you're kind of on your own when you go back to your school, but the CARES organization is always just a phone call away. And since we have um, you know, six handlers on campus, we support each other as well. Um, we get together periodically through the year to kind of do our own little training sessions. Um, and support each other however we can. Wow, so that's a, it's an investment. It is I mean, an investment. It's not just financial, it, it's a time. true investment. Yeah. yeah, yep. Yeah, well that's that's great. So, um, well, so therapy, or excuse me, so when you say who is responsible, you said the handlers are responsible, right? Yes. So, so during the day, how does that work? Are you responsible during the day or will they, how does that work? Yeah, so it's kind of different for every handler because we all have different positions. With me being a counselor, um, Aspen's with me all of the all of the day. A couple other um, staff members that are handlers have like a, a a second handler where they kind of share responsibilities. I have found and they both go in the training as well. Right. Okay. Right. They both have training in some some way. Right. The second handler might not have went to Kansas, but they've spent additional time learning how to handle mm -hmm. the dog. Um, as a counselor, I feel like. I use Aspen a good majority of the day. And so she will... Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, so therapy dogs play many roles, yeah. right? So I guess talk about the roles, you know, the therapy dogs play with our students. I mean, what is their job, so to speak, mm -hmm. when they come into school, the minute you get there to the minute you take them, what, I guess, what is what, what role do they play in our schools? Right, first of all, the most important job is the unconditional love they give to our students and staff all day long. Yeah, and staff. And staff, Yeah. right. right. Aspen ha definitely has staff members who are special friends of hers, and she, she knows who they are. Mm -hmm. um, when, um, 
when the first students first come to school, um, we greet one of our jobs, Aston and I, is we're right at the door greeting kids. And so that's one of the first times during the day. And, the, and just a good interact. start to the day, too, yep. with that kid who might have a bad morning. Yep. That all of a sudden that's not yeah. so bad. Or yeah. So a lot of times she puts a smile on their face right from the get-go. Um, all of us have taught routines to the students in the building. So the kids know how to interact with the dogs. They always have to ask before they pet. Because we also want our dogs to feel safe at school, too. We don't just want people... To run up on run, them and yeah. a big giant hug. And yeah, yeah. Dogs need to know what to expect, too. You know, So it's the unconditional love. It's the petting and the belly rubs. Um, so the, our therapy dogs are calming and reinforcing, reinforcing to the kids, but they also help them refocus on their day if, they, if there's a student that needs assistance, you know, having a bad day or, you know, escalated in some way. Handlers can also have um, a student hold the leash. And as long as we're right there, the kids believe that they, the dogs are listening to them. And they are, but they're also watching the handler for the cues. But the kids completely fall hook, line, and sinker that they're in charge. Mm -hmm. And for some kids, that's the only thing that they're in control of the whole day. You know, somebody who listens and does what they say. She will. The kids, the dogs will listen and do what they say if they know the, you know, we teach them the commands. Um, so that gives students a confidence boost. Um, therapy dogs are also great reading buddies and they can be used as an incentive for a kiddo who's struggling. You know, maybe we're earning some time to help groom the dog and, you know, take care of them, fill a bowl with water for them, or get to go outside and play fetch. What about like safety too? Are they kind of used for like of a safety situation arises? Can be. Or how can they play with, do they have a role in some of those things? Or if somebody's having just a really bad day? Yeah, so know. for the most part, you know, if somebody's really, really escalated, we're, we may not be bringing in the dog in the room at that moment. But we can mention, you know, if you can get your body under control, Aspen's available. Or if somebody's sad and having a bad right. day, they just kind of changes right. maybe their behaviors or right. a little bit. Oftentimes what that looks like is, you know, teachers know kids really well. And so if we see, if we, a teacher sees that somebody's having a rough day, we're going to try to, you know, let, you know, they'll send me a text message or an email and say, can you stop down with Aspen? So we try oh, to get right. to it preemptively. You know, sadness is one thing, you know, but somebody who's having a really rough day and is, you know, known to sometimes struggle phys with physical aggression, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to try to head that off. Right. You know, and yeah. so they're gr the dogs are great at that. Wow. Um, you know, so obviously the unconditional love, you know, all the other wonderful things that they're here to support students and staff. Are there any challenges with having dogs in our schools? Um, I would say, I mean, there, there's a couple things that come to mind when I think about that. The first challenge is right from the get-go, these dogs are super smart. And so when you get home with your therapy dog, they are going to give you a run for their money because they are going to try to test boundaries and see what the limits are. And so that first, especially the first six months, it's pretty, it's pretty intensive. But then once you get them in that schedule and they know what the boundaries are and the limits and the routines, they thrive with routines and schedules, you know, then we can, we can get past that challenge. The next thing is sometimes um, our English language learners or our students that are from, um, are immigrants, 
and they've just arrived in the country, mm -hmm. they've never been around a dog who is trained and is calm. They've only been around dogs who run wild in the street and are sure. vicious. Right. So sometimes we have some nervousness. Um, in my you know, 18 years that I've been doing this, that I, I haven't had a situation where we haven't been able to get past that. You know, we go slow, the kids see that the dogs listen and do what they're told and they're safe. And usually, um, even if they're a little scared to pet, they really want to. And so we get, we get over that, you know. What about like separation to anxiety for kids? Do they yeah. help with that as well when you yeah. get somebody who's sad and just get, yep. or they're separated from just whatever yep. is going Absolutely. on in a child's life? And mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Sometimes one of, one of my best stories is of, uh, at the time he was a third grader and um, just ran into, he was having all kinds of separation anxiety, um, difficulties during the day with anxiety and um, the bond that he ended up forming with Aspen was just remarkable and it would help, you know, I could meet him at the car, he'd walk into the building with her, he'd have jobs to do with her when he got in the building and then we'd transition to the classroom, he'd have a break with her during the day and so all of those things like she just made a huge different in, difference in his life. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fantastic. Um, what about you know a, a challenge of financial ongoing wise? I mean, mm -hmm. is that is that on the responsibility of you, the handler, right. for food and all yeah. that? Is that a challenge or can be or it can be because and and I guess vet bills and yes. visits. Okay. Yeah, because here here's the thing. Um, as handlers, we 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 get the benefit of having a well-trained dog, right? That goes home with us every night. And so some of those financial things are like having a pet, yeah, right? So the vet bills, the food, things like that. But these are also, you know, very expensive dogs. And so we will also want to protect them. And, and give so, them the high quality care. They yeah, high quality care. And also, which goes into what I dealt with it when Aspen first came. She was one of those labs who um, had to have knee surgery. So luckily I had gotten um, paid for pet insurance. So that eased the burden for us because she ended up having two knee surgeries, which is, you know, is, ex is expensive and would have been a challenge for us if we hadn't had right. the surgery or the insurance. Um, we also carry liability insurance um, just because, you know, they're still dogs. Right. And there's always gonna be that factor of some liability. The unknown a little bit. Yeah. It's a hint of the unknown. Right, right. Under your time, that's been... I haven't yeah, had, right. had any challenges with that at all. Um, even um, allergies often come up, you know, um, as something people... Yeah, how is that handled if somebody's allergic to dogs, so right. to speak? Right, I mean, that will come up, that parents will be worried about it. In all of my years, we haven't really had a big challenge with that. Um, from everything that I know about allergies, the most important thing is if the child pets, they should wash their hands. And so we always stick to that rule. All kids are offered hand sanitizer after they pet. And so that's just part of our routine. Um, allergies really come down to pet dander. And mm -hmm. so anybody that has pets is carrying pet dander. And so having Aspen, you know, maybe my office might have a little more pet dander, but having her just with me during the day really isn't increasing that in our you know, in gotcha. our buildings, and it 
hasn't caused any major issues with any kids. We've always just washed hands. Sure. Sometimes there will be a few kids that, you know, they're worried because they're allergic and they don't pet when they start off. Yeah. And then they decide they do want to pet. Right. And they just wash their hands. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, okay, so at the end of the day, off-duty, what does Aspen like to do in, in, in the off time? Okay. What, what would you say that's, you know, they're not at school, but what, what, uh, how do they like to spend their off time? Right. So off time evenings, typically she just likes to stick to her schedule in that when we get home, she's going to want to take her harness off because when we take the harness off, then we're off-duty. Then she's gonna wanna go check in on everybody at home. Check on her family, right? Um, make sure everybody's good. And then she's gonna wanna eat supper. And like I said, she's very like very regimented. <laughs> she likes her schedule. So then after she eats supper, she's going outside. And just like any, uh, any normal pet, she's probably gonna wanna go in and outside about five times in the evening, you know, just mm -hmm. to have, for, just for fun. Um, and then she she has toys at home that she plays with, and she likes to take big naps on my bed. Does she like to play with other dogs too? We really don't have any other dogs in, in our neighborhood, neighborhood or anything. Sure. But you know, sometimes we will. Um, one of her buddies is Friel, who used to be a therapy dog at Prairie View or at Prairie Prairie High School in Prairie Point. Worked with Margot Gromus, and mm -hmm. so once in a while we'll have a sleepover with Friel. Oh. And they do. They are still buddies. They yeah. went to dog school together, so. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, so, summertime, I guess. Now that school's off, and what, mm -hmm. you know, what what is what's the plan to kind of keep them? You know how kids right. can go home. You kind of like, oh, we might lose some school brain cells, or right. Right. you know, or some of that routine. Obviously, with uh, with the dog, you talked a lot about routine. So, mm -hmm. for therapy dogs in general, I guess what what how's the summer look like? I think every handler t handles it a little bit differently because we all have different jobs and you know responsibilities in the summer. But um, for a for Aspen, one of the things we you know it doesn't matter if it's the weekend or summer. She's going to wake up at six a.m. She's going to want to eat, and then about an hour later, she's going to want somebody to play with her, just like a normal day during right. the school year. And so um, we tend to do that, and then. Um, do more walks and exercise during the summer and then she um when my boys were little smaller when they were little um i did a probably did a better job of taking her places because we just take her along you know she has public access so we can go to stores and um public places we take her to the movie with us or you know things like that a lot of times now it's more like coming to visit school you know, and I'll, you know, if teachers do some work during the summer too, I'll bring her along, you know, um, and take her for some walks in the school and Does practice she like our to walk? training. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's great. Well, I guess, um, you know, kind of wrap it up a little bit. Are there some favorite stories or interactions through your years? Because you've had two. And yeah. how long have you owned, had uh, therapy dogs total? I think about 18 years. 18 years. Okay. So Marley worked with me from about, I think about 2015, and she worked until she was 10. And then when she turned 10, that's when I got Aspen. And so Marley still lived a little longer, of course, and um, Aspen took her place at Prairie View. Um, I yeah. think another like really good story um, was during that time when I was transitioning from one dog to another, we had a retirement party for Marley. You know, we let everybody, all the kids say goodbye and that she wasn't, you know, 
she'd be back to visit, you know, but also told them that we're getting a new dog, you know, on, that would be starting. And so I think that kind of helped with everybody's kind of ability to say goodbye, you know, having that retirement but their party. But there was one student in particular that spent a lot of time with Marley. And I think he might have been a third grader at the time. And he just expressed to us over and over that he just really didn't think there'd be another dog that he could love as much as Marley. Um, turns out that he did fall in love with Aspen too the next year, um, but still always held a special place in his heart for Marley. But that next year as he was a fourth grader, he was able to help me, you know, he was like one of my head trainers. He was really able to help me get Aspen acclimated to Prairie View. And so I just, the kids have a, just have a huge heart for these dogs. They love them unconditionally, just like the dogs love them. Well, and I, and I guess if, if someone's listening and said, you know, I'm thinking about it, or school districts never had mm -hmm. one thinking about it, what, what would be your one minute elevator pitch of why mm. to have a therapy dog or the benefits? But what would be an elevator pitch to sell somebody who's thinking about it or a district, a school district or buildings thinking about it? Really, I just think they're a game changer for as far as building relationships and um, that unconditional love that they provide kids. I mean, I, I can't even imagine really doing my job without a therapy dog anymore. Well, I appreciate your time and, and I, you know, as long as I've been here at Therapy Dogs, I just see the interactions and just uh, the looks on kids' faces, the smiles and the hugs mm -hmm. and like you said, the love and the unconditional love from both. I mean, mm -hmm. the, from the student and the dog, you see the unconditional love and, and it's remarkable what you guys do and, and the opportunity that you provide our students and, and staff uh, right. uh, with this. So, But Jen, thank you so much for coming in and talking about this. I really appreciate you having, on, uh, having you on our podcast. Thanks, Steve.